Hey nerds, building a website can be tough. And even if you do know your way around coding, and I know a lot of you do, but creating something that looks good and works well is a time-consuming affair. But you know what, guys? Everybody needs a website. Whether it's for business, a portfolio, a new restaurant, whatever you're into. Lucky for us, Squarespace is around to build beautiful websites without breaking a sweat. What, haven't heard of it? Well, go to squarespace.com and check it out. Heard a lot about Squarespace already? Well, how about the new Squarespace 7? Squarespace 7 comes with a newly designed interface and 15 new templates, but so much more. Thinking about Squarespace for work? It now integrates seamlessly with Google Apps, so you can connect it to your Gmail, Google Drive for cloud storage, Google Forms for surveys on your site, and more. And if you need extra polish on your website, Squarespace has now partnered with Getty Images, so you can take care of all your stock image needs in the same place you manage your site. Guys, it couldn't get any easier. And of course, all this comes with the classic Squarespace features. Beautiful design, simple, powerful interface, 24-7 support via live chat and email, responsive design, commerce, and it's only $8 a month. And if you get a free domain, if you buy Squarespace for a year, guys, you can't beat that. Start a trial with no credit card required and start building your website today. When you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure to use the offer code RAZZLE, that's RAZZLE, to get 10% off your first purchase and to show your support for our show. We thank Squarespace for their support of our show, and we hope that you will too. Squarespace, start here, go anywhere. 10 seconds to fire it. Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Hey guys, picking favorites here once again. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing, doing all those things uh, that you do for us to keep this podcast going. We really appreciate it. Uh, love hearing that intro music every single I time before the episode. <laughs> what a surprise, Tyler. Uh, Jason Ritter, how did you feel? How did that uh, intro music make you feel? I wrote it, by the way. Why how are you spoiling the, the way, guest is already? <laughs> oh, so we're here today with our did I give it away? friend, Jason yeah. Ritter. I mean, everybody. Jason Ritter, everybody. Oh, yeah, it was still pretty climactic. Jason Ritter. Everybody knew he was coming since they had to know when he tweeted about it. When he tweets about it in a few, in a week or so. This, that, this is uh, true. That and he, his name will be on the on the title of the episode. Be, but regardless, wait till we wait till the man. I got is I got swept up. All right. I mean, what do you want? Uh, just I, so we, everybody can identify our voices, I am Zachary Levi. I am Tyler Labine. My name is Razzle. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not on the show. <laughs> You've been sacked. Yeah, that's Dave Kentucky sacked. Coleman. It's Dave Kentucky Coleman here. Welcome back to another episode, uh, our third uh, episode of the new year. Really excited about 2015 for the Picking Favorites podcast. Me too. Um, and as uh, we said, Jason Ritter is here today. And Jason, what is going on, man? Thanks for being here. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm not too much. I'm I'm excited. I uh, I've I'm actually today. I'm leaving to go to um, talk about this new show that's coming out for Comedy Central called Another Period. That's uh, basically like a Downton Abbey type uh, <laughs> half hour single camera comedy. It was, it was really fun and the most ridiculous thing I've ever done by far. Said in the same that's time That's not the Amy Sedaris one, is it? Uh, no, 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 no that's right. There was another one. No, this one is uh, Ricky Lindholm and Natasha Leggero are the two oh, writers, wow. right, 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 writers right. of it and uh, we got a bunch of amazing, like Ben Stiller does a thing in it. Um, but it's yeah, Dave Keckner, uh, Missy Potter. Oh, I love the Keck. Yeah, it's it was Michael Ian Black, um, Christina Hendricks. It was a great, fun, wow. crazy, weird group of folks. <laughs> and when is it, when's that coming out? I'm not sure. I'm sure they'll tell me today before, <laughs> before I have to answer that question. <laughs> well, this was inopportunely timed. Yeah, exactly. We should have just done the podcast so after your announcement. So we're actually Damn getting it. the scoop. We're the first. Although, yeah, this although, is the scoop. Yeah, although it's not. We should have just brought the podcast to wherever you're announcing the show. <laughs> 
<laughs> and just followed true. you around like a bunch of like uh, eager press members. <laughs> that would be good. I would like yeah. do, do clue us in, Jason. Tell us all about it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, that's exciting, buddy! Congratulations! How yeah, many episodes did you guys do? I we did ten episodes, and nice. um, so that. But before that, uh, this Sunday, I guess I have a date. This Sunday, or I don't know when this will go on, but Sunday, January eleventh, tomorrow. Uh, or <laughs> we'll announce, but it will have already. Okay. We'll, we'll all well, announce it, it too. But whenever yeah. this comes on, the new season of Girls has started, and I do a bunch of episodes on this season. That's nice. awesome, buddy. I like yeah. it. That was fun. Was that a, was that a pretty awesome experience? It was really awesome. Yeah, it was. Everyone was so nice and cool. Um, and yeah, they let you improvise a little bit, but the writing is already so awesome anyway. You don't really have yeah. to. But it was. Yeah, it was so much fun. It is Lena super? Hands on, I would imagine. Yeah, she was there. She was there every day that I was there. Which you know, we didn't have any scenes together. Uh, but she was just sort of there watching and and having the best attitude in the world. She's awesome. She's so she's so gut. Sorry to steal your uh, your your. Uh, I guess this is your catchphrase, Razzle. She's so goddamn talented. Yeah, yeah. she is. That's your catchphrase. Uh, yeah, I, I, so I say she's talented. so goddamn can't talented. I, I see anything is. Like, it's just uh, mostly about Taylor Swift when he says that. <laughs> Yeah, well, no, any, anything that he's emphatic about is listen, yeah, listen, listen, listen. <laughs> he's, he's, you're you're a big GD, Razzle. You are. Listen, <clears throat> Taylor Swift is goddamn talented. <laughs> she is goddamn talented. Uh, Jason, anything else? Anything else you want to plug or promote or talk about oh. or anything before we jump into our favorites? Yeah, the last thing that I want to say is that this the I'm, I'm I do this voice. This is one of my favorite things I've ever oh. been involved in. But I do a voice on a cartoon called Gravity Falls. Yes, he does. Yeah. That is so weird and great. And it is for the whole family, I guess, but barely. I mean, there's things that they get away with that I cannot believe Disney has allowed. Um, but it's it's so much fun, and it's so sweet. And it this next half of the season, all these secrets are getting revealed. And it has this whole, like, deep mythology, like, lost-level, awesome. like, crazy history. And, he, you know, the, the creator puts all these clues into the backgrounds and things. So, like, I don't even know what, really what's going on until I look online and I, you know, read people people's like theories and stuff and then I come in to record and I go to the creator and I was like you did this on purpose didn't you and he's like a secretive <laughs> guy but it's anyway so the second half of that is coming out this year and I cannot wait it gets so weird it's a good show I watch it it's oh, a very sweet. good show yeah it's and really I, who do you play on this show I've, I've never seen it I, I play it. this character named Dipper Pines who's a 12 year old uh, boy <laughs> basically the lead <laughs> basically the lead yeah no big deal uh, no, it's, it's, um, <laughs> my name is the top of the call sheet <laughs> yeah, um, no. Kristen Shaw plays my twin sister in it. Um, uh, we're Dipper and Mabel Pines, and we're these two twins who basically have moved up to their great uncle's uh, sort of tourist trap mystery shack in Oregon. And um, uh, you know, he has all these things in there, like you know jackalopes and fake things but in the woods surrounding the mystery shack there are actually are like very weird things going on and my character finds a journal that has all the secrets of the town so he's trying to unravel it it's super fun it appeals to every like 10 year old part of me where you're like finding the clues and decoding things and wow it's really cool. Jason. Do you do you get up into like a twelve year old higher register when you do the show? Like, do you do yeah. the voice you do? It's 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 basically. You can just do it. You can just do it. Do you go pre pube? You go pre pre pubescent? Yeah, and my voice unfortunately still <laughs> cracks. So <laughs> finally, I was able to harness that <laughs> for good. Right, that that, that <laughs> very sought after sound. Yeah. That silver lining. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. So it's basically my voice, but just like a little bit higher. It's like uh, it's like up here. Hi. Well, that's that's so cool. it's just it's just very it's very exciting, do, intrigued, we, yeah. emphatic, Jason. Yeah, it's, it's, it's basically like my shoulders. It's like I drink a bunch of coffee and then my shoulders go up and I start talking like this, and it's like more exciting. Come on, guys. I want you to do the entire podcast. No. Pines. Oh my god. No, that no, is, save it. Save no, it. I want I'm you to do it as twelve-year-old Jason Ritter. I don't want. Right, yeah, yeah. Just I want twelve-year-old Ritter. Unfortunately, twelve-year-old well, Jason. We're about to get into. We're about to get into twelve. Jason, because uh, so if, I can, if I can be so bold as to segue <laughs> using this, uh, our first category of the bits uh, today, folks, is our favorite '80s video game. So waiting we're, for this category. We're for going. So well, actually, guess you were probably tw- you were probably 12 in the '90s. I'm, I'm assuming. I Jason, turned correct? I turned 10 in 1990. 
Okay, so we're gonna go a little bit, a little uh, pre twelve for you. Yeah. So I don't, I don't even know if you can get that high with your voice. Um, <laughs> but uh, but jumping in, regardless, what is your favorite '80s video game? This was a really tough one for me because I love right? video games, and I actually had to do research. And I was, I like, was so thankful to find out that Super Nintendo came out in 1990. So I was like, that's ah. all that is gone. Yes. It's, so I just yeah. focused on Nintendo, which was the main thing. And I had a couple that I really. I mean, I think I think I eventually have to come down to the Legend of Zelda. Who? Um, yep. I just the music was so great. I still get it stuck in my head because you know you played it for like hours. All of the secrets, the fact that it wasn't sort of side scrolling like. Like the other ones, it was this whole weird world, and um, I really loved that one. But it was a close. It was a, the, Mike Tyson's Punch Out was a close second. Ooh, uh, good games. By the way, this is so funny because Jason, Jason, I was, I was texting Jason yesterday, like the hey man, just here, make sure here's the thing, here's where to go, and he texted me like at twelve thirty last night, and it just says like. Legend of Zelda to <laughs> Mike Tyson's Punch Out, and then after that he goes like, "Oh shit, I was making a list. I wasn't, I wasn't gonna send this to you. I was trying uh, to make a list of all my answers, but then I press send instead of return. But anyway, um, but yeah, Mike Tyson's Punch Out was so great because I remember there was a time where I got to King Hippo and it was just impossible. Like yeah. up until that point, you would just sort of slug people away, try to dodge, but King Hippo just would block everything. And my right. cousin taught me the thing about punching him in the mouth and then punching him in the stomach and then and going to the mind, gut like, yeah my mind was blown he yeah. told me and then he's a, he's a one he's a one he's a one knockout yeah. punch right you yeah, knock you him down once to... and that's it yeah that's he was it. too yeah. fat he couldn't get up he's way yeah. too fat he's way yeah <laughs> he had no <laughs> business was... he had no hey, business being in that ring got a weight problem let's be easy all right <laughs> yeah, he's got a weight on. problem all right uh, he's literally 14 times the size of mac yeah he was completely human either um no yeah he's a beast but then it also it was also really interesting thing because they recalled mike tyson's punch out yeah and then you mean after he went to prison yeah and they returned it with punch out so then it was like this weird thing where if you had Mike Tyson's punch out, which most people did, because you know that was when it first came out, it was just this weird thing to have the lead guy that you're trying to fight at the end, at that point, not be like a hero, yeah, best yeah, boxer yeah. ever, but be like just a normal guy. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was really. Here's was a guy weird. who looks remarkably like Mike Tyson that isn't Mike Tyson. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Does, does well, anybody know, does no, anybody know what mis- they renamed him? Mr. Dream. Mr. Dream. Oh, yeah. Mr. Dream. But he yeah, didn't look and like. There, and there was a. There no, but a, there was a Mr. Dream in Mike Tyson's Punch Out. No, no, no. There no, was, that there, was, was Mr. Macho Perfect. Man. Yeah. Oh, there was Sam. Oh, sorry, Man. Super Macho Man, Sam, and then Mr. Dream uh-huh. was the recalled version of Mike right. Tyson. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or at least it was. I, I, I hate to pull the Canadian card again, but there was a Canadian version of Punch Out called Mr. Dream, and I had it. Oh wow, that's cool. Yeah, I, I remember the first time I played Punch Out, I was with like some older kids, and they gave me the controller, and I lost to Glass Joe in the first in like you the first back, and I. I was ridiculed so badly. I didn't want to ever play. Yeah, the here, game pull again. it up. Mr. Dream is the most generic, boring looking. Yeah, like if you go from Mike Tyson to this guy as a ten year old or a twelve year old, you're gonna be you're, you're gonna be disappointed. Yeah, this Mike Tyson sucks. was much much better. Yeah, uh, uh, Labini, what what is your favorite uh, '80s uh, video game? Oh, it's uh, Mr. Dream. Is oh. it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, okay, oh, you're well, serious. I'm, I'm looking at my list here and punch out 84. But the thing is, here's, <laughs> it's here's so true. His here's, list is right here. Here's, and here's the difference, though. Here's the difference. I go arcade, Mr. Uh, oh. uh, punch out. Oh, I, lo- green, I, mean, I, like, I love punch out on NES. <clears throat> but when I was a kid, when it, like our, uh, uh, video arcades were verboten, like I was, my mom was like, that's where you learn to smoke cigarettes and you get raped. And you did not go to arcades. <laughs> but I would get, take my allowance and go down there and I would play Punch Out, the original one. I don't know if you guys remember. Yeah, or not. It you're had, actually like, green vector guy, right? Yeah, and yeah, you were like through. a vector. Yeah, you could see through you, and you all you had was like left hook, right hook, and it had the knockout. Well, it's basically, the exact same thing, and then like your knockout punch. Yeah, yeah and it was right. uh, there were some different characters in there. There's some of your opponents, but mo- mo- for, uh, for the most part, they were the same. That's right. Uh, and it was amazing. That. It was like a it was a whole new. I had never seen a game like that. Everything was so analog. You know what I mean? Like this yeah. here, it is yeah. a game that was like basically a precursor to like a, a first person shooter. You are in 
the inside the boxer's POV. You know what yeah. I mean? And even though he was on screen, but I'd never seen anything like that, and it just fascinated me. And I love that. I love that, that was game. Pretty cool. Not to totally bite on your answer, Ritter, but it was no. Like, it, it, those uh, are great games. It's a very different so, game. Yeah. A little like borderline racist in, in in retrospect with all the songs and the little like oh absolutely the turn of Don Flamenco. Yeah, his name was Piston Honda. Like yes, what about right. the, the the bald bull from Turkey? Soda Popinski. Soda Popinski. Yeah, who was clearly drinking not soda pop. I still maintain that he was drinking soda pop, and he was just on a very very like angry sugar high. <laughs> he was caffeine. It was caffeine rage. He probably would have fought a little better if it was caffeine, though. That's yeah, true. To be honest. Probably. He was probably. pretty tough. I would. Um, I, I would say. Uh, I'm going to jump in here. I would say that my favorite '80s video game. Uh, oh, Mr. Dream. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at a picture, and they made him white. Yeah, he sucks. He's like what? really sucky. He's a sucky. That's so weird. Lead guy. Yeah. Um, I would say that my favorite uh, '80s video game and. Damn, this was hard because there are so many games. There are so many games, and and probably specifically for NES, I wouldn't. I would. I don't know. I, I wasn't really an Atari guy, so yeah, I couldn't go there. I could. I could kind of mm-hmm. go to like um, uh, Sega Master System a little bit, but not really. <clears throat> NES was kind of what dominated, and. Um, uh, for me, I, I would have to go Metroid. Oh, and, really? Uh, yes. And, and the what? Metroid and Mega Man were like. Oh, Mega Man was so good. Oh. I mean, there's. I mean, like, I could go on and on and on and on. There's yeah. so many. A lot of ones too. When I was when I was looking this up, I was like, oh my god, I forgot about that game, and I forgot about that game. And Contra. I about that game. Contra. Yeah. Contra was great. But, Contra um, was amazing. But Metroid was to me possible. No, Contra was no, not impossible. No, not with Metroid. Metroid. Left, right, left, right, <laughs> BA Select Start, dude. Oh, that's right. It was yeah. BA Select Start. No, that was part. fine, but Metroid um, was impossible. There was no map. It just seemed like an endless kn- screen of like... I know, but that was what's so amazing about the game was that it was it was really one of the first games to me that yeah. made you... that, that it, um, While it was a side-scroller, it, it brought you... It was a first game where like nowadays in games, um, Zelda kind of had a similar thing like this. Like You would have to come back to places with powers that you found elsewhere right, like you yeah, hit a right. dead end and it's like I don't know how to get by this so you gotta go somewhere else and then get the rockets or get the freeze or do whatever you gotta right. do to then come back and re- rediscover it and uh, and you really had to take extensive notes yeah. as a child no, the, the level map of Metroid the original level map like you could get it if you had um, an NES subscription to the magazine yeah, yeah. was insane it was so it was like, yeah, it was like a, fold out pages it was I've yeah. never seen an infrastructure for yeah. a video game that big yeah. especially 8-bit I also like the, the Metroid music that weird sort of mid- Minimalist, like bing, bong, yeah, like very spacey. It was creepy. It was very ethereal and creepy. Yeah, that was a cool. And game. then you know, and interestingly <laughs> enough, uh, one, one of the categories we've kicked around on doing the podcast for a while is uh, favorite eighties uh, or f- favorite cross dressing film because uh, Razzle's just fascinated by that, which we can get into at another time. Uh, but I feel like if uh, this is also uh, in the theme of cross dressing because Metroid was a woman, ultimately, that's true. We learned Samus. So. I feel like we're. I was killing two birds with one stone, even in this category. Yeah, oh, thank you. That's true. Uh, you are a podcast golden god right now. I'm telling you. Uh, Razzle Dazzle, what is your favorite? Oh, uh, 80s this video was. Game? Um, well, oh, goddamn. No, no. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. No, oh, goddamn. I, I can't pick. No, no, I can't because it's the best video game ever of all time. Mega Whoa. Man Two. Mega Man Two is oh. the best video game of Which all one time. Was that one. With it's an uh, amazing game. It was with um, Clash. It was with Crash Man. It had Air Man. It oh, had Crash Bubble Man. It oh, had. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Quick Man, it had Flash Man, it had Heat Man. It didn't have Rush yet. Rush came nope, in three. Nope. This no, was, Rush, came Rush later, was number later. three. Okay. Uh, Mega Man Two had Item One, Item Two, and Item Three. It was just oh, right. that video game is in desperate need of a of a that reinvention. Game, I think that game, a reboot. Mega Man Two is has the best soundtrack of any game. It's the best fun of any game. But if we're doing lists, I'm going to give quick shouts out to Buck Rogers and Planet Zoom for the Commodore 64. If you guys remember or have ever played I that do. game, I do. I had a Commodore 64 and, uh, for years. Uh, and you also have Larry Bird vs. Dr. J. That's the J. best Commodore 64 yes! game ever. Larry yeah, Bird vs. Hey, do you remember Axis and Allies as well? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was a great game, but, uh, man. The, best, the first game that ever had an actual uh, um, uh, live <sighs> audio recording in it. No, I loved uh, it because my buddy had the... Com- my, like, uh, yeah, yeah, I grew it's up with a, a kid it, who had literally... Ev- like yeah. I was like kind of like the lower middle class kid in the neighborhood. And I had a kid whose dad was like in the coal business and all that. And he yeah. was like the rich kid of our neighborhood. Yeah, And we were like... Uh, he was a year younger than me so we were like closest in eight so we were like really became best friends 
He literally got every system and every oh game yeah. the day they came out. Holy cow. I, like, every, I played every video game I ever played in my life was at his house. Yeah, you're, you're going to be friends with that kid. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you got to be. You got to be. Corpse. We played, the first time we played... Uh, <laughs> Larry Bird, Larry Bird and Dr. Yeah. J. We'd never played it. You, it was the first time we'd ever played with joysticks. Ugh. Uh, the Atari joysticks uh, yeah. on the conversation when you, before. When you break that glass and the guy comes out and like sweep, 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 and then he sweep, yells at you like he gives you like <laughs> yeah. an attitude because he's got to sweep it up. You're like, I'm like, that is so genius. And it's the simplest like 8-bit looking uh, guys. But yeah. w- would you would you say that that was your favorite 80s video game? It's video? not. It's not because I, I, for me, 80s video games were more about going to the actual arcade oh, yeah. and playing yeah, video games. Yeah, me too, man. For sure. So because you know, I, again, I'm the old grandpa of this group and I'm 43. So in the 80s, I was a teenager, uh, preteen through high school, uh, all that. And uh, I, we had a movie theater that had three movies. There's only one in my whole town. Like, it had three movie cinemas. Yeah. And then it had a arcade right next to it. And my favorite game that I... Sweet setup. W- What's that? So that's a sweet setup. It was a great setup. Um, and right next to that was a record store. We talked about CDs that one time when okay. they we did yeah, that. Yeah. We talked about that. So, I would go to the, you'd go to the arcade and then you'd go to the movies. Well... My favorite game, and I love this game still, first game I played when I went to a place called Barcadia in New Orleans, it's co- uh, it's the game Joust. Joust. Yeah, I love oh, yeah, Joust. Man, Joust is classic. It's, it's such just a horrible game. It is actually a pretty horrible it's game. It's kind of like Bullet Fight. But go ahead. There was nothing to compare it to, though. Not to burn on your braid. Some guys on birds. I'm, I'm gonna give. I'm gonna quote from Archer that I watched last night. Eat a buffet of dicks, <laughs> all of you guys. Wow. Um, Here's my new favorite. You should run backwards through a field of dicks. No, that's good. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Oh, yeah. So, right. Joss, keep telling the story. Well, you're a very. You're very. You're painting a very great picture of this game. Wow. <laughs> this is a little hurtful, Raz. I'm gonna no, I'm, no, seriously. Like, yeah, continue. it's a great game. I like the simplicity. Fight, fight, of the, again, you, you guys are thinking of this. I'm looking at back at a time when I was like, Correct. in the 80s, what was my favorite video game? Not what it is right now. Correct. What was my favorite video game of the 80s? Understandable. Right? That's no. the conceit, is that you had no frame of reference at the yes, time. Exactly. It's just it's a game that played this game. You weren't alive yeah. yet, so yeah. I'm yeah. sorry <laughs> that you don't understand the reference. I was. It was released three you months child. after my birthday. You yeah. child. <laughs> so... I loved the simplicity of the game. I thought it was cool. I loved all the sound effects. I, again, it was a simple game, but it was progressively harder, yeah. and I had a lot of fun playing it. Um, so that was a good one. There you go. You well, destroyed look, the entire. My, uh, I, I'm going to just add Thank really you. quick because if people are ta- talking about arcade. It just reminded me that Galaga is probably one of them. Oh man, yeah. classic! Definitely, I have definitely a special place. Space Invader and Galaga for, are like timeless. Galaga, classics. The I just love grabbing in, uh, that first double fighter on oh. the second on the second stage, and then just being able to hold him for you know forever, just killing the. The game featured stages. in uh, War Games. Oh yeah, it was. I have a special uh, place in my I just heart watched for Ms. Pac-Man. Miss Pac-Man is one of the is a go-to of me. There's a cool barcade in town here downtown called 82, and they have uh, it's like you know it's a bar, but they also have like a bunch of pinball games and a bunch oh, of cool. arcade games. And Miss um, Pac-Man is obviously you know it's Miss Pac-Man and Galaga are the go-tos I feel like for the arcade. I'm gonna on, I'm gonna honorable can I, mention can I, one one quick. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, Dragons la- uh, Dragons Lair. Okay, Dragons, Dragons Lair. Lair. Is so great, interesting, man. Which is a really so hard. It was impossible. Like you, it it's was impossible. It was literally just a quarter-eating game. That's yeah. all it was for. Because like, it was like an animated to movie. To the yeah. next part of the cartoon. It's like in Wayne's yeah. World, where he, you know, he's talking about uh, uh, his arcades, how they design games to not uh, to be defeated. And that was the first time I realized as a kid, like, oh yeah, this is a complete money grab. Yeah, well, could, that was you like can't, that you was, can't beat this game. But I still like, played. We it. all loved that cartoon. We all loved those cartoons and that kind of thing. And this was the one where it basically was like, you want two more seconds, another. Yeah. Quarter, yeah, right. Or you yeah. want to see those same seconds, and then right. you. But like, there was no way to 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 like really. You had to just Progress. memorize the stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's, you it's couldn't be a, like it would. A light would flash for one second, and you'd go that yeah. way, and then yeah. it would. Be it was like, very little about gameplay. You, you, had, you had to memorize. pay to yeah. learn the game. You That's did. It. You had I remember to pay paying to learn the, the memorized. I paid a guy who knew how to play it because I wanted to see the whole game, and I paid him to play. I oh paid the quarters to watch, so I could watch the whole game. So That's I can see the entire story because there's no other way that you're, was going to happen. You're, yeah. A, you're fucking nuts, and B, you're a fucking if, genius. If we're talking about arcade games, real quick, I got to give a shout out to Pole Position as uh, just a great oh, race so hard game for the arcade game. Okay. If we're doing shout outs, though, I got to give a shout out to the whole uh, 1942, 1943 yes. franchise. Okay. Yes. Uh, Those right, games yeah. were amazing. Those wow. games were amazing. Yeah. 
Yeah, prisoners of war. Though. Oh no, that? no, no. The, like, the, oh, the, the oh, pals yeah, yeah. that you had in. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like they would clear the screen. Yeah, so that was good. You got like two of those, right? Yeah. And then you got you Spy Hunter. It was great. I don't right. know if Ooh. this was an, an '80s video game, but do you guys remember? Not a lot of people remember this one. There's a, it was an arcade game only, and it was a weird like sort of white machine that had like a red sphere and a green pyramid and like a blue cube and it was like holograms these little like a cowboy oh, yeah. would come yeah, out like, yeah, yeah fuck what yeah. was that oh yeah. shit I can't remember oh, I don't even know are you talking about like, the yeah. one that actually played hologram uh, like video people yeah it was like people shooting yeah, each other yeah there was like a cowboy that you had to shoot or like yes. outdraw what that one blew that? my mind that one I remember being like this is the future and it was only like you know wasn't yeah, I'm pretty sure that was in the nine. Yeah, I think it was like came around in the ni- early nineties. Yeah, that was maybe. it. Time yeah. Traveler it was called. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. All right, anyway, uh, that's wow. Hey, uh, that's so we're gonna have to, well, let's. Why don't guys? Why don't we take a little bit of a break and then uh, uh, go to our sponsor here, and then we'll come back and we'll uh, so jump into fun. favorite Pixar movie and favorite Stallone flick. You guys ready? Let's yeah. do it. We'll be right yes. back. All right, we'll come right back, everybody. Stay with us. You know, building a website used to take a long time. You had to set it all up yourself manually, spend all day troubleshooting. If you ever had to edit the site, it was pretty easy to break the links or even the whole site entirely. Sometimes even just changing the font color would be a gigantic headache. But now you have Squarespace to make building beautiful websites with no sweat. If you're new to Squarespace, check it out. But if you've been hearing about Squarespace for a long time and just never knew what was going on over there, Now there's even more with Squarespace 7. It has a redesigned user interface. Guys, it is beautiful, easy to use, functional. If you can turn on the interweb on your computer, you can use this site. It has an integration with Google Apps for anyone who already has a bunch of their stuff set up there, domains to their email, spreadsheets, etc. It's got a connection and partnership with Getty Images, over 40 million high-quality photos, at $10 an image for your site. Guys, that's a great deal, believe me. Has 15 new design templates, unbelievable quality, super easy to use, and they're just beautiful. Cover pages, specialized websites with one page and a gallery. It's great for portfolios and business websites. So if you're a small business owner, if you're a photographer, if you're a makeup artist, hairdresser, designer, whatever you are, this site will help you build a high-quality, professional-looking site. Read more about all these things at squarespace.com slash seven. That's squarespace.com slash S-E-V-E-N. And the best thing, it's simple and powerful. 24-7 support via live chat and email, $8 a month, and you get a free domain if you buy Squarespace for a year. Guys, that's a great deal. Go check them out. It has a responsive design. Your website scales to look great on any device. And if you're a coder, someone who deals with HTML, WordPress, whatever, you you know that building a site that works on every device is very time-consuming and difficult. This does it all for you. Oh, by the way, every website comes with a free online store. So if you want to set up some commerce, you want to sell some goods, whatever it is, Squarespace is where you do it. So, start with a trial with no credit card required and start building your website today. When you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure to use the offer code RAZZLE to get 10% off your first purchase and to show your support for our podcast. That's promo code RAZZLE. Squarespace. Start here. Go anywhere. Hey everybody, welcome back to Picking Favorites. Thanks for sticking with us. Uh, we hope that you go patronize our sponsors as they are very good people with good products that keep us on the air. That's always yeah, a good thing. We like that. It's a win-win. Um, uh, if you uh, are just tuning in right now, we have Jason Ritter with us. Jason, thank you again so much for coming and hanging out with us. Uh, we know that you're a very busy man. You're about to go run off and go promote uh, a, a new Comedy Central show that you're doing called... Another Period. Uh, another another period, period. Another Period, which is not... Uh, Nothing to do with uh, uh, menstruating. The, the cycle 
cycle. Oh no, it's not about not. the a woman cycle. I, I think um, it actually might be. <laughs> oh, 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 is there double entendre? I think involved? it is a double entendre. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I Good like it. Uh, we've talked about Look. favorite 80s video games. Uh, now we're jumping into favorite Pixar movies. Favorite Pixar movies. Uh, Jason, uh, as our guest, you lead off. What is your favorite Pixar movie? Oh, man. This was a really tough one for me. Um, right? No shit. The first... <laughs> 10 minutes of Up made me cry very hard. Mm. <laughs> um, as did the first 10 minutes of Finding Nemo. And I kind of thought Finding Nemo was going to be my favorite. But then thinking back, I really loved Toy Story. And I know that might be a like a weird, boring answer, but I always no, had like a weird man. fantasy that my toys were alive <laughs> like when I would leave the room. And I also saw some weird, terrifying movie as a kid where... The toy it was like live action puppet stuff, but the the toys have this rule that if you're you can like have a party, but if you're in a different place than you were when the kid comes back, your little soul like goes out and you Uh-oh. just become a toy. And they have this whole funeral for this little clown that like, and it was really terrifying and it really messed me up. And I would go back to my room like I'm coming back, everybody, uh, get ready, don't be dead. <laughs> Announcing my return. Announcing oh my, my return. Here's time uh, to get back to your spots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, please don't lose your soul. It's very tragic. But anyway, um, so Toy Story, uh, I don't know. I just really loved, I loved like the whole world of the, the um, claw machine and how all the aliens were, obs- like, that was all they knew. And it was like their God and they were obsessed. There were just so yeah. many little weird, and the toy who doesn't know he's a toy. And then being yeah. in a toy store and realizing that he's not special, that they, I mean, there are so many the little, little peng- The penguin things. that lost his squeaker on the shelf, like yeah. the, the forgotten toy. That yeah. And then the. the the yeah. next door toys that were all terrifying, but then they were all nice and just with a bad owner. It's Sid's funny, toys, by the way. There's, yeah. there's there's only one wrong answer out of all of these Pixar movies, so I'm pretty sure you're not. What is it? Is it? Uh, no, we'll, I'm it's sure three, we'll see. It's three answers. Toy Story no. Two. Yeah, according, is the wrong answer. according according to Dave, there's only one wrong answer. What is which, the wrong answer? Uh, Toy Story Two, right? Well, although no. I'm not uh, sure that you Toy can Story qualify. Three? No. Two, no. three is great. No, no. Come on. I don't want to get into bashing. We'll get into okay, yeah, I'm right. not bashing any of you. I'm just saying it can't be your favorite. That's all I'm saying. It's like, right, that's right. all. <laughs> what? Toy Story 2? No. No, no, no. no, no. Toy that's Story not what Dave's, That's amazing. not what Dave's talking about. No. Uh, uh, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can't Dave. drop this, man. I, can't, I just can't drop it. <laughs> what is it, man? I. What's your favorite Toy Story movie first? My favorite. Give us your favorite and then tell us your secret, you know, no, no answer. My favorite Toy Story movie. I mean, my favorite Pixar movie is Monsters, Inc. That's a great good uh, one. My daughter and I love that movie. We she does the it, what she thinks is the dialogue for the yeah, movie, right? And all the Mike action, Wazowski. yeah, and all the actions. Maybe it's because it's about a little girl, a tiny girl who barely can talk, and I think maybe that's probably why. I, I've probably seen Monsters Inc. a hundred times. It's so good um, at this point, and it's so fun and. Again, you got John Goodman and Billy Crystal. Oh man, great characters! Everybody in the movie, everybody's great in it. Um, really, Buscemi. Buscemi is the oh yeah, the weird uh, as the as the Randall. Yeah, Randall. Randall. Yeah. Randall. Randall. Uh, Randall. <laughs> Randall. Yeah, it's just a fun. You know, that is a great one. I just love that movie, and I love watching it with my daughter, and because she's kind of like we call her Boo. You know, it's kind of the same mm. thing. So, uh, you know what else is favorite. great about that movie is the color palette. There's something so oh, yeah. pleasing, like fantastic about that color palette. It reminds me of like Fantasia or something. You know, yeah, it's like this muted blue, cool sort of like industrial look to it. But then there's all these great pops of color. It's a really great. When well, Sully's movie. Uh, fur was awesome, and I think it was, that was the first time. Yeah. Remember, everyone was like, "That was a big deal." That it was, was like, the first time where there's like hairs. Well, you know, Pixar. Every single movie they've done, they have essentially um, initiated a new. They set the bit bar of technology. Every time. Yeah, yeah every single insane. time they, they they and that's one of the reasons why Lasseter. I've said this so many times. I just think the guy's a genius. I mm. just uh, what he's accomplished is so incredible. But as a company, they would look at something. It's like, oh, it's never been done. Nobody nobody knows how to do this, and they let's go, do it. great, let's do yeah, that. That is so and exciting. like the water effects in Nemo to the fur in in Monsters Inc. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been so many things that they've pioneered that have really changed just animation in general. So yeah, full on. Uh, and then Dave, uh, did you want to get in? You want to? I don't. We don't have to get satisfied? into a whole thing about it. I just. I, I and it's funny now that my daughter actually, my wife showed it to my daughter. My daughter, uh, and now she loves the movie that I am a, not a fan of at all. But not because it's not. What is it, man? It's. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of Brave. Uh, oh yeah, I know me a lot of girls are going to be really <laughs> mad at me for saying that. I never saw that one actually. It's a weird. I just. It's weird for me. I, I just think time wise, it's just hard. I, again, it's a whole thing about 
change like putting a 21st century like viewpoint on what would be an eighth or ninth century tradition story. and story and it's really difficult to have that kind of you know what i mean yeah. it's it's just it's just hard for me because i think that there's there's so many consequences for life was the consequences of life were much different at that time period the, right. the cartoon is not real enough for you it's not that it's not that it's that the, it's <laughs> no, that the, it's the, the stakes aren't real enough. i think what you what you're what you're saying is that you didn't you didn't love how they ultimately were putting out the messaging of what I think they the were message, trying to yeah, say and it, how and how yeah. and using that particular story to do it i right. think that's what it is i, I yeah, that's probably that's probably what it is i just yeah. didn't think it was great i mean again and being a father of a, of a little girl i mean i totally get the i totally get the whole idea of that the way that goes down and why she's so upset and all those he doesn't cases. like he doesn't yeah. like the 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 plot hole that if if you didn't marry who you were predestined to marry back in those days war would break out amongst the castles and the kingdoms much like how if you if you uh embarrassed a uh uh, Japanese mafioso at the end of a movie like Karate Kid too. How all war, you know how your family would be murdered and all that. So it's kind of like kind of right. Is that, am I getting it is, it, the same thing? It's, it's a very part much, of that. Yeah. Kind of like or like how at the end of Return of the Jedi, if you're going to blow up a space station that close to the atmosphere, how all of the debris would rain down and murder <laughs> so many. <women. laughs> I mean, like they would not Raz, be having. Razzle. Why are you ruining I every like... other movie? Let's just ruin the one that I don't like. <laughs> no, sorry. So yeah, monsters. Think is mine. Uh, Razzle, what is yours? Sure. Uh, first off, I'm going to go. I'm going to. I looked this up for uh, Jason here. That toys that movie you were talking about is called the Christmas Toy. Yeah, and it was made by the Jim Henson Company. Oh, oh my God, it's so and, um, terrifying. That's it's, exactly yeah. It, it, it they <laughs> it's basically what exactly what he said is uh, it has same rules of Toy Story, but if you if you're not in position, then you die. And they and so yeah, a similar plot. A, a new action hero woman. There's like a Buzz yeah. Lightyear, but woman comes. Out of her Christmas wrapping yeah. too early, and the other one, toys are like, "Get back in there! Like you're a toy." And she's like, "I'm supposed oh. to save the world." And but it's but there's these major is- death consequences. Yeah, I think everyone listening to this should go watch it. I'm sure. It's is, it a, is it a Muppets movie? No, but it's it's not. There's it's, one it's, called it's, the Christmas Toy. That's a Muppets movie too. It's it's well the one you're if you're looking it's introduced by Kermit and he appears at the end of the film. But it's yeah, it's so, all new characters. So it's Kermit all, lied to all these he, kids. Going, Hey, yeah, enjoy yeah. this. It won't traumatize you. It's yeah, me. Yeah. It's hey, Kermit. You can trust it's me. It's all going to be a lot of fun, kids. Yeah. Hey, Kermit the Frog here. Only um, a little traumatized. The uh, oh. Christmas toy. Um, me and Miss Piggy really like toys, and when they die. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my favorite Pixar movie would be The Incredibles. Uh, close second would be Toy Story, but I'm a huge fan of superheroes, and I'm a huge fan of Brad Bird. Uh, you know, he, he he gave us The Iron Giant. He gave us uh, Mission Impossible: Ghost Protocol, which is an awesome awesome movie. Yeah. Um, he's um, he's about to give us Tomorrowland, which yeah. is going to be bangerang. Exactly. You know, um, bangerang. Nice. It's uh, thank you. You know, Brad Brad Bird. Uh, I'm going to have to go with The Incredibles. I, I really like it. You know, and I like all Pixar movies. Me too. Um, they're all great, aside from as Dave mentioned, Brave and Cars One and Cars Two. Those are those are the three movies I would not, you know, give up to stuff. But Up uh, again with Jason, you know, Up the first five minutes of Up. If you're not crying, ten, you're. Ten. I mean, you're. Yeah. You have no soul. You know, Up loses its luster. The fact that Up didn't I, win yeah. Best Picture, like it, it could have won Best Picture of the year. But it's animated. not just animated. It's, I mean, best correct. picture. I agree, but it's. You know, I don't totally agree. I, I, I think the, it's it's a. Um, the rest of the movie is very obviously outshined by the, the, the first 10, 15 minutes. Of it. Yeah, That's I, how I, I felt agree. watching it. Yeah. But I. Yeah. They should make a prequel with just that young dude and his wife having bad <laughs> trials and tribulations. Like, how, and just make us cry a the whole make time. A, make make yeah. a Pixar dramedy about how, how, be, how yeah. unlucky those two the were. Up prequel. <laughs> <laughs> Down. Down, 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 acceleration or whatever. Yeah, lift, yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, who's next, Tyler? Yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm a huge Pixar fan. I uh, I was recently sort of asked to join the Pixar family. I did Monsters University, and I just wanted to say, for more than uh, just the reason that they make great movies, what an amazing company! What an amazing production company! Going to Pixar in in uh, the Bay was like 
they treat their employees like gold. They give them creative freedom to do whatever they want, which is, I mean, literally some of these employees are building their cubicles up to look like downed planes in like the Saharan desert. Like it's amazing. They're allowed to do whatever they want. Some of them build up their cubicles like four or five stories. So they have these amazing like hangouts. It's crazy. And they have bars that are like hidden in secret rooms all over the campus. And I think as a result, that's why we get what we get. You know, they're, they're not there uh, to do anything except for, like Zach said, explore what hasn't been explored. And they want their, their employees to feel creative all the time. And I think it's like it's truly a, a, an anomaly in the entertainment industry. By the way, you're great in Monsters University. We've seen oh, that thank one, you. We've thank seen you. that one a it's lot, too. Fun. And it's always like... My daughter loves that one quite so, a bit. So that's your favorite, Tyler, is your own? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> because of me. No, no, no. My favorite is uh, I Gotta Go With Wally. Ah, oh, that, I, a, uh, I really, that was oh, another so good. close favorite of mine. I, Toy Story uh, 3 was my other choice. I love Toy Story 3. I think it's one of the best wrap-ups of a, a franchise ever. Uh, but yeah. but Wally is like, I just love that it's like, it's this cartoon robot, getting back into the robot thing, uh, where they, we we're we're asked again to feel sort of like a human connection to this little robot and they do it immediately and the connection between the and the female robot is introduced and again they're both these sort of like innocuous creatures that they've they, and they don't speak they speak in gleeps and glops and you know it's like the sound design on that movie alone is like unbelievable but yeah. again we find ourselves with these very real human emotions for these very unhuman sort of creatures and 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 then also that the movie sort of uh, points a mirror back at humanity with the whole like we're just morbidly obese and we live in this yeah, you know, giant spaceship and we're just like killing ourselves slowly no matter where we are in the universe we've like completely ousted ourselves from earth i just think it's a really and, and again how everything gets boiled down to this one little uh like what could be simpler like a like a little seedling of a plant is the uh the big turning point of the movie and i just love it i just think it's a really great movie it's really touching it doesn't hold you hostage like like up it doesn't make you you know it doesn't tell you how to feel in the beginning of the movie and i like that it just sort of lets I, it, lets I it all unfold too. And how yeah. much emotions are conveyed by those two little, you know, I know. In pieces of plastic. That one moment where you see Wally going around in the beginning and you're like, okay, this is a little weird. He's just alone. It's beautiful, but what's going on? And then he is watching that old movie and he just takes that little... P- uh, that little like tin plate oh, and he kind of yeah. raises it off and just the does the little, oh, little dance and you just move. see these little this little dream and you go okay Dude. I'm immediately in love with this robot even though yeah and even before that the way he treats his cockroach friend oh yeah that's and right. you know like his his attention to detail and his care for like even though clearly it's a the efforts are futile he's still you know Compacting Organizing, garbage. yeah, it's so great. And we're getting, and also that's a clever tool because we're getting a good look at sort of this wasteland that we have left, you know, and the and the sort of the the it's all it's not satirical totally, but that idea of like the big and lots. I think it's or no, what's it called? The big big and plenty or the, the the big company that's bought everything on earth and we just sort of get to see our wake of destruction so yeah. it's an awesome so movie yeah it's awesome so good who's next zach um <clears throat> yeah i mean i'm just gonna be reiterating a lot of what everybody said uh i guess that happens when you're last uh <laughs> oh my God. I, but 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 a lot of the people who have uh you got like three left heard to me from. <laughs> yeah. and truly well, wally wally actually was gonna be my choice and then oh. i actually i saw not- tyler right it down on this piece of paper. I was like, "You son of a." That's kind of why I did this. I but it's, but it's honestly, but it's fine though because because guys, um, <laughs> guys, Chris, be, because uh, they are all so great. I mean, really you know, are. obviously there's there's some that people don't like as much as others. Uh, each one of them, I think, s- technically. Uh, provides something that's really, really incredible to the world of animation. But uh, I just think, you know, what what Pixar's accomplished, particularly in their first 10 films, um, was just giving audiences what movies ought to be, whether they're animated or live action, which is just great storytelling. And it's the reason why you you get so invested in two robots and a cockroach. Exactly. And when there's, you know, I've always said that uh, if you feel like you need to say something in the first 10 minutes of a movie for your your audience to connect to your characters, then I don't know that you're really understanding what your characters are. You can, like, it's one of the reasons why I love The Big Chill. You know, The Big Chill is a movie that you learn so much just from the montage of the Mm -hmm. beginning of the movie. Nobody's saying anything. 
getting seeing there. what they're packing, how they're yeah. getting there. You don't have to have dialogue. You you are telling a story through the shots and through just seeing these these people do what they do and. Um, Wally and Eva and, and Wally's little cockroach buddy when he rolls when he rolls over him and he's so afraid that he's killed yeah, him yeah, yeah. then he gets up and he moves and you and you as an audience member kind of gasp and you're like oh he's cool no he's cool yeah it's cockroach no I, I was fine you were fine right now I wasn't really worried about an animated cockroach but you are because they've put so much soul and life into them and totally. in the same way um, you know maybe what I'll do and not to be contrarian but I'll, I'll go the other way because probably my other choice was and these were kind of back to back also I believe Wally followed by up those were they kind of that was the order that they were released in and what up uh you know i felt so much for the characters in wally and i thought it was so incredibly done and did definitely appreciated the the kind of you know uh mirror back to humanity in it and the kind of greater story um while i definitely do think um you you do you do kind of come down a little bit from you know what the emotions that are brought on in the beginning of up i still think there is so much that you get to journey with with these characters and so much comedy as well um but even if i could just take it from the first 10 minutes of up th- i would say that's maybe the best animated movie or best pixar 10 minutes i've ever seen yeah to be I'd able to, uh, to make me cry and i cried i was like oh I my wailed. gosh i, I cannot cried in fact to the point where i i thought is this are kids understanding? And then immediately I was like, no, I don't think they do. I think that in the same no, way that we could that's watch... that's a mortality yeah, thing. That's I, an aging... I, in, the, in the same way that we were kids and we watched stuff, because Disney used to, you know, there used to be a real, like, darkness or, or gravity or reality to animated mm. film that kind of like, people got away from a little bit because like, oh, you got to protect oh, right. the kids. Every protect Disney the kids. movie was like a parable. Like, there was some oh my gosh. shit was going totally, down, totally. man. But, but then, by the way, I would even take that, uh, if I could take that then kind of even a step further and maybe even say, like, maybe my favorite Pixar movie or movies are all of the shorts they've put before the movies. They're all oh, so yeah, genius. So Every great. single one of them. One. Oh my gosh. All of the, them. The, 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 the birds on the wire. On the wire. One, yeah. Oh yeah, that was great too. The sheep. The, um, the umbrella one. The newest one. The umbrella one. Did you guys see that oh, one? I don't know. I've seen it's that like one. a love story between good. two umbrellas that get swept up in like a windstorm in New York. Those oh, and, they, and they find their way back to each other. It's oh, really, it's really beautiful. Yeah. That remind, actually reminds me of there's an old Disney cartoon I've talked about before but uh, it's called um uh, Johnny Fedora and Alice Blue Bonnet, and it was like this uh, musical, and like there were two of these hats in a in a department store, oh. and then Alice gets sold, and then Johnny gets sold, yeah, and then, yeah, yeah, I but then that. like he gets like thrown off. He's trying to find her the whole time, and then they both end up on the heads of horses later on. This might be where they. It sounds like a direct sort of yeah. uh, homage. I'm not gonna say rip off. It's, <laughs> it's a Pixar homage. Pixar well, it's all the same not. company now, so yeah, I don't yeah, think. Yeah. It's, uh, but anyway, so yeah, I guess I'll, I'll go with up. But really, I'm so torn. I love The Incredibles. I love Finding Nemo. I love Bugs Life. By the way, that's actually one of the. To me, that's one of the funniest ones that they've ever done. Bringing in, and it's so kind of. I don't know. I don't know if I want to say Shakespearean, but like the, the the folly of it. You know, this guy genuinely thinking that he's hiring a bunch of mercenaries and they're really just circus acts, and then they come in and they actually all band together and win. And I was like, wow, what a great story! I that loved it really and funny. great voice acting all the way around. So uh, that that can wrap up all that stuff. Let's move to our final category, folks. Completely Jason, changing direction. <laughs> completely changing direction. Uh, moving on to uh, favorite Sylvester Sly Stallone movie Jason Ritter what is it this is tough for me but I they're think they're all tough aren't they because the body of work is pretty the body outstanding is pretty amazing. Um, there's a breadth I, of work there yeah yeah I well I did really love his Saturday Night Live um, but that doesn't count I think the uh, the I think the movie that I really liked, and I originally actually saw it after I saw Ace Ventura 2, because Ace Ventura 2 parodies the beginning of Cliffhanger, and I didn't get the reference until I watched Cliffhanger, and I really liked it. It was so weird, but that first scene is so intense, and I hadn't really seen that many times in a movie where like the good guys are doing something and they're on a cliff and then her carabiner breaks and it's like the tension is so intense of it bending and then like she falls and he grabs her and you're like oh she's gonna be fine and then to see her slip from his grasp was so intense um and then i can't really even remember what happened after that but i really i can tell you the whole story that's because it doesn't matter 
I guess it hey, John, hey, listen, Michael Rooker was Let's the guy who was there John with the girl. Lithgow. Yeah, John Lithgow, Michael Rooker. Uh, <laughs> Lots of beautiful Rooker, shots man. Of People forget how long Rooker's been Dude, at forever. it, Forever. Yeah. He's yeah. amazing. I think that was that was on just like last week, and I was turning channels. So I was like, I'm going to watch this for a while. And yeah. it's all about these guys trying to find these cases of money that yeah. they fell well, out, that came right. off an airplane when they were hijacking the plane, basically. That's right. Um, and like so we're going to need to bring in our, our best rock climbing specialists. Yeah, the best climbers. <laughs> but, God, but Johnny Lithgow... God damn it. <laughs> He's the He's best. John Lissau is the best. He's so good. He's a great, the, uh, one of the best bad guys. I, I hate him because he's so good at being yeah. a bad guy. I can't, he's yeah. such a good bad yeah. guy. But and by the way, but by the way, when you yeah. see him not play, only like, so good nice at being guy, a bad guy, like, yeah, right. What's that? Even though I think he is a nice guy. Oh, when you see him play a nice guy, you're like, yeah, right. I've seen you be well, the worst man in the entire world. But he apparently is like the nicest man in the entire world. He, Yeah, he's got a really good rep. But but to go from playing such incredible bad guys to then being an alien on Third Rock from the song. Oh my god. Yeah. And so like he was goofy. genius on that show. Goofy as hell. Yeah. 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 I I, I, I I have a quick John Lithgow story. I I I keep talking about shit that I've done. I'm not trying to be a total wanker, but <laughs> I, I did Planet Rise of the Planet of the Apes and he's in that and I Hey Tyler, you dropped something. Yeah. I know, I know. It's just an awesome John Lithgow story. Uh okay. I and it just needed to put me with him in a re- realistic and believable environment. So we're in Vancouver shooting the movie, and and I, I would never shot a scene with him, but I was walking by him. He was sitting in like a, you know, one of those very classic actor chairs or whatever, and, uh, like a director's chair. And I walked by him, and I was just like, "Oh, holy shit, that's John Lithgow!" Like unmistakably, John Lithgow. You you don't walk by John Lithgow and be like, "Who's that?" Uh, and as I'm like maybe forty or fifty paces away, his assistant comes running. Up to me is like oh, oh, Tyler Levine oh, Tyler uh, uh, Mr. Lithgow would like to meet you and I, I was like oh awesome and I walked back and I, he's like got a newspaper in his lap and he folds it and he's like Tyler Levine Johnny Lithgow and I was like oh, Johnny Lithgow so awesome. Johnny Lithgow all right and then and then he said I said uh I said, um, it's really, it's really great to meet you. Like, I'm a really huge fan. I've been a huge fan of yours for a long time. And he said, Oh, Pashaw. <laughs> <laughs> and I just said, and I, and I said to him, I said, that's such a John Lithgow thing to say. And he was like, I guess so. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, and that was it. That was my whole inter- interchange exchange with John Lithgow. But just love that he said, Oh, Pashaw. And it, I can't do an impression of him, but you know, you can imagine it was great. That's hair, amazing. Hair, hair raising. Well, Tyler, just continue on. Then what is your favorite Stallone movie? Uh, I, I, it's a weird pick for me, not because it's, I mean, it's, I, I'm sure it's a lot of people's favorite slow movie, but I don't, I'm not picking this because I love the movie. I'm picking this because for, well, first of all, it's Rambo. And second of all, the term Rambo, cause I didn't see Rambo until I was like 30, the term Rambo in my life. And for a lot of people just became synonymous with like fucking badass, right? Yeah. You're a shit kicker. You're you Rambo. Rambo. You're a Rambo. Who are you yeah. Rambo? You're like a tough guy. And then I watched the movie when I was 30 and his name is John James Rambo. <laughs> and I was like, what? His name is Rambo? Like I never I never put that together that like Rambo is just a man's name. And this movie I mean, it is a great movie by the way, but I Oh, you thought he was I'm, just like being a Rambo? Hold on. Yeah, yeah, like, I, thought Ram- totally I just thought Rambo, Rambo was like a term for like fucking like you just fuck shit well, me, up. You're Rambo. You're going Rambo so, on people. Like so hulking are, out or something. Are you, you're so yeah, man. Ram- So not Rambo. Um First Blood is your favorite then. The First, first Blood, yes. The first yeah, Rambo, yeah, not yeah. Sorry, the 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 the, the shockingly tender, <laughs> slow and amazing. <laughs> Ram- like Rambo is awesome. That the First Blood is a really great movie. But the reason I love it so much is because my wife and I have got plenty of awesome inside jokes about John James Rambo. Now I just think it's so funny. His name is fucking John James Rambo. Like, yeah, I don't know. Nobody else is laughing. Obviously, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know because we all watched it when we were kids. Everyone else gets it. I didn't. It was just a John, funny, yeah. like, like I, I'll be honest, sort of I retro. I didn't know his realization. Name was James. I didn't know his middle name was James, but I remember. I remember like it's John. They yeah. referred to him as John, John Rambo. Uh, John yeah. Rambo. And John the only person Rambo. that, w- yeah, and I think the it only just cracks me up, John yeah. Rambo. And for me, and you can see why it just immediately took all the power away from. I'll the be honest, word. Like, as, <laughs> as, as I thought an, was like an adjective, you know, like uh, Rambo. Uh, his name is just John Rambo. Yeah, as an adult hearing you say that, it's like, you know, like my friends and I, anytime we're making fun of people, it's always like, oh, Johnny over here, you know, Johnny Rambo, where Johnny doesn't get things over here. We always use John as like the, just like a, a default as far as like, 
Johnny Two Toes. Johnny Two Toes, or Johnny, yeah. Johnny doesn't know how to dance, or Johnny spills drinks over here, type of a thing. Yeah. So here's a comparison. John Rambo. It's like what if I, what if I watched Commando for the first time and I found out that Arnie's name was actually just like Paul Commando. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it doesn't it doesn't right, translate. It's like yeah, you know. yeah, no, it makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, uh, Kentucky. Zach. Or, oh, oh me, 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 me? Is it my turn? Oh, no, yeah, yeah, go, Zach, you go. You go. I'll go last um, again. I don't mind. I, I, uh, well, I, I've stated before. I think it was we were talking about favorite. Oh man, it might have been. I can't remember if it was Kurt Russell film or if it was action movie or eighties action. I can't remember. Action, but it was an eighties action. It movie. might have been 80, 80s action. You I said Tango and Cash. Oh, that's right. No, that's Tango right. and Cash. I love Tango and Cash. <clears throat> uh, and I almost went Tango and Cash for favorite still on flick. I almost did, but instead. I went Demolition Man, and you're this a good is man. Why, you're a good man for why. doing that. Good one. Um, All right. I, 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 there. I just. I feel like Stallone. <laughs> he underserves his comedic purposes often, and uh, and I think he has he has some really interesting like he has a very interesting comedic like funny bone in him, and it, I see it the most in movies like Tango and Cash when like him and Russell are kind of barbing each other. And, and in a movie like Demolition Man, especially because the movie itself just had such a weird kind of, you know, kind of silly vibe and uh, the stuff that, you know, playing with Bullock was really good and the stuff playing with, um, uh, God, he, he, and he worked with him. And, what's that? Snipes with Wesley Snipes. No, well, Wesley, oh, you mean, Wesley Snipes? Oh, yeah, Rob. but that was more the action Rob. stuff. I'm talking. Yeah, I'm talking yeah, about Rob. Mean, yeah, yeah. That he was also with yeah. in, in in Judge Dredd. Um, uh, yeah, it just it was a really fun I, and the movie was really interesting. I remember when it came out and it was kind of I don't know. It was like it was a massive movie and a lot of it was like and the branding though. that they did. Like remember like um, there was like the battle of the fast food wars. That, you because know, yes. again you're learning yeah, yeah. all these things like because he was like in the cryo freeze and and there was a there was a battle of fast food and Taco Bell won. So that's the only fast food was in the that? future. <laughs> was that and Dennis Leary down with like all the people in the gutters like we still drive cars with gas and right, I was like right, whoa right, right. What was, is that, this? was that the movie <laughs> where he goes to the bathroom and there's the three, three shells yeah. the three shells that yeah, really messes me he, I really was like I was like oh, I'm sure they'll explain that later and then they never did and <laughs> they I never just, did wait what is that what, what he goes to the three bathroom shells. Well, because it was like the flush or whatever just, like three shells there to clean but he doesn't know what they are because it's the future and now people don't use toilet paper they use three shells somehow and it's yeah. just shells? so weird yeah, yeah like, like no. little seashells so, yeah and shells. So like he doesn't buttons. use them he's just like whatever so then you're like so the rest of the movie just is all dirty it's all very weird no no <laughs> no no, no, remember, 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 no because yes. no he was getting the citations from the machine he kept cursing and he kept oh, spitting right. out paper and so he just You've wiped his ass that. with You've all of his fines 10 credits for, <laughs> that's right for breaking the con- uh, honor code or whatever and he kept just saying curse words they kept just shoveling out pieces of paper that's right that is a good one. I like that one. Yeah, that's a fun movie. So that, that, I mean, it was. No, go ahead, buddy. Keep going. I'm no, 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 no. I was literally going to say. So that was my favorite. That was it. <laughs> that was my favorite. Kentucky. Uh, Tucky. Uh, I have. Uh, so my favorite one. I'm going back to the being a Homer American for this one. Uh, especially because I came out. It came out. I was 14 years old. Rocky Four was like the greatest mm. thing I'd ever seen. Still Cold mm. War. Still going on. Big yeah. enemy in the Russians, you know, and uh, Rocky's best friend dies. He triumphs over this gigantic steroid-infused beast of a man. Uh, <laughs> you know, such a metaphor for this, the whole conflict. And I just thought it was, uh, um, you know, a, a, a testament to, like, what, again, freedom and what America is. I don't know. I love all those things. I thought it was a great uh, great movie. I remember how I felt when I first saw it. I was like, oh my God, it's the greatest. You know, I'd never felt greater about being a 15-year-old American kid ever. When you speak the Russian, he was a beast. Uh, but I, I just enjoyed it, and it was super sad. It was like, you know, it was a That's great right. arc of a story. It was like, you know, he's got to overcome this great obstacle of his best friend being killed, and it kind of he maybe could have prevented it but he doesn't um and i'll give an honorable mention to uh cobra which is probably my favorite 80s Mm, uh he's so good he's got the best lines ever like you know you're the disease and i'm the cure like just stuff like and he drove a beautiful 50s lowrider and merc it's just like so much fun ridiculous uh action movie but um yeah rocky four is uh my favorite uh stallone adventure rocky four correct me if i'm wrong that was a bit of a redemption, Rocky, wasn't it? Like three was a bit of a disaster. 
Three was where he gets beat. <laughs> three Cross was Mr. Lang, T. Right? Three was Mr. T. Yeah, I don't think, I mean, like, in terms of box office, I didn't look at the numbers, but I really loved number three, too, but I think it, was, it wasn't as great a story as... Um, as Rocky Four, I mean Mickey died no. in number three. And four, dude. Uh, four has so Hogan in it, right? That's with Thunderlips in the beginning. No, no, that's with number three. That's number three. Three, that's three, three. starts off with Thunderlips, and then Clubber Lang is bad mouthing him when he's trying to retire. Right. So then he fights right. Clubber Lang, and then Clubber Lang uh, defeats him. So then they want a rematch. He ends up defeating Clubber Lang. Right, yeah, and the only okay. reason he lost is because Mickey, Mickey died. Mickey died, and Mickey didn't train him. Mickey wasn't there to, right. to, to, you know, Mickey wanted him to not. No, no. What it was was Mickey. Mickey died because of Clubber Lang. Mickey uh, Clubber Lang was coming through the stairwell before the fight. Clubber Lang was coming to talk to Rocky, oh, and Rocky yeah. went. Rocky went to defend Clubber Lang, and Clubber Lang broke through, pushed Mickey in the stairwell. Mickey got hurt, right. and then Mickey ended up dying. So Clubber Lang attack, technically, right. yeah, that's right. right. Yeah, I was getting all Rocky garbled there, and then you just clarified the whole thing. That was good. I was getting my Rockies <laughs> leave it, all messed Clubber, up. Uh, leave it to Razzle to, to clear up any Rocky. Rocky uh, three garbled. is actually mm-hmm. uh, Rocky three was actually the debut of Mr. T. People think Rocky oh, wow. three Rocky three uh, was released prior to the A Team and all of that. It was probably why he was uh, on no the kidding? A, probably yes. why he was on the exactly. A-team. And, and he never said I pity the fool in the A Team. It was he said I pity the fool in Rocky three. In, in Rocky, those, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Right. Yeah! Wow! wow. Crazy. He was a, a Cobra up until that. That's yeah, what he done. He was not only that, but you know, apparently, so those necklaces started to get so heavy and mm-hmm. weigh on his chest so much because he couldn't take them all off. You know, there's so many that at a certain point he got them all removed and all put onto one clasp so that he could take it on and off <laughs> as one at the same giant time. Where is thing. we got to find where that and that's is? Somewhere. Where yeah. is that that's thing? Amazing. Yeah, I love it. Um, speaking of uh, speaking of a little little factoid of Cobra, the guy who uh, played the like the main bad guy in Cobra, like that I super scary looking dude, it was yeah the like, night constantly- slasher. Yeah, who, the is he? who is he? Let's he, I've, I've actually met him before. He's one of the nicest people I have ever met in my life. He, so he looks so scary. Like I just remember being terrified by him, like pulling like the the lady stocking over his face with a giant like jagged knife that he was gonna go kill girls with. And uh, and I met him later on in life. I was like, oh my god, you're that dude. And he was just incredibly kind. Like just, hi, how are you? I was like, oh, how's your day? <laughs> I was so like, what? Oh, he Brian was, Thompson. He was really John Lithgow. No. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that guy. He's really, been in tons of shit. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. he's like got a very recognizable, like chiseled face that you don't want, yeah. that you don't forget. Yeah. He's so I think uh, Raz, uh, yes. are you? You're the last. Next. You're the last up um, here. Yeah, it's uh, this this was a tough one because especially with all the you know he's got such a great body of work and everybody's mentioned you know Rocky's been mentioned. Um, uh, Rambo is man. I remember my I remember Rambo seeing Rambo as a kid and my Godfather. Uh, took me this was before you know they, they were relatively young as far as you know my, my aunts and uncles go and all that and they didn't have children yet and they took me for Christmas they took me to Toys R Us to pick out any any toy I wanted and I I picked out one of uh, it was a Rambo gun it was a Rambo machine gun that like shot fake bullets and stuff like that um Dave mentioned Coleman. Zach, you said Demolition Man. Great movie. Um, for, I guess, close second, I guess, if we're going for... for all, I, I mean, Sylvester Stallone's a very underrated, I feel like, writer, director, performer, actor, everything. You know, he created the everything about the Rocky franchise and how he sold and he fought to be the star in Rocky. And then it was just nominated for so much. So I applaud him for that. Um, but since all of those action and the, the, the just the full bore uh, Stallone action movies have been mentioned... Um, I'm going to go for comedy purposes and uh, close to number two would Stop have to be the Expendables. Number no, no, number two would I would have to say would be the Expendables franchise because it's so funny and ridiculous. That but is funny. but number one for comedy purposes, I have to go with Over the Top, dude. Over the oh, Top. Yeah. 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 I've seen it. It's so I'm flow absurd. You like gas through a funnel. <laughs> It's so dumb. <laughs> that's it's, that crazy so Muppet-looking dude he fights in the beginning. He's like, I'm yeah. going to flow through you like gas through a funnel. It's so it's, it's a it's a gas wrestling movie. other than any other liquid thing yeah funnel, yeah it's because a, it's he's a, a truck wrestling, wrestling movie yeah, yeah he's because he was a trucker he's constantly he's having to pour gas into his he's referencing what he knows so he's not doing a lot of cooking or putting things in a bottle yeah it wasn't like the only reason he uses a funnel is for gas yeah I see all right. That makes sense. So that's your honorable mention, over the top. No, uh, yeah, over the top would have to be the. I mean, I mean, uh, look, Rocky Four. You said Rocky Four. You know, I can, we can't reiterate all the same movies. You know, 
Rambo is a great movie so I guess I'll just say I'll say my favorites I don't want to be a repeater I don't want to repeat like we have a lot of podcasts where we do repeat so I'll say over the top I guess that is a good one uh, that's I, a good I appreciate one. I mean, the non-repeating because Rocky 1 was great you know I mean it's there's Sylvester Stallone's a great he's a great movie star he's a great yeah, he's yeah. actually he's it's funny they're probably what like five or six he's like a, movie stars he's left. a great movie star he's a movie star when you see yeah. Rambo his body is so crazy. Yeah. It Still. looks like the muscles are going to burst out of the yeah. flesh. Yeah. It looks like his flesh is just going to tear away he like seems, a shirt. He like seems genetically impossible at this point, like yeah. how that how Well, that's his because day. it is genetically well, impossible. Well, let's don't say that. No, there's a really famous photo of him and Dolph Lundgren in the ring on set of, of Rocky IV. And I, uh, I mean, I'm assuming at that time he was probably the most juiced up he's ever been. He looks... It's, it doesn't look like a human being. He's got so many riblets, like the riblet <laughs> muscles, and the, he's got like a like an eighteen pack, and he's just like he's yeah, he's bursting at the seams. It's crazy. Uh, he's an well, awesome gentleman. Star, so, gentlemen, we we stayed on track. We got through our topics. Uh, I think well done all the way oh, around. Oh, hold oh, on. Yeah, sorry, just quick. Didn't somebody mention that there's a new Rocky and a new Rambo coming out? Yeah, Rambo yeah, Last Blood. Yep. And then Rocky, another one where Rocky is training Adonis Creed, yeah, who Apollo is Creed's. Apollo Creed's grandson, played by the yeah. wonderful Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, in this good guy. No way. And I'll, I'll probably, I'll probably watch both of them. talented dude. He's yeah, really yeah, good. He's oh, I will definitely see both those movies. Yeah, yeah. For sure. There, there you have it. Uh, Jason, uh, any uh, social media uh, places that we can find you that you can uh, tell the audience? Uh, I'm on Twitter at Jason. Ritter. I'm on Instagram at Jason underscore Ritter, and I'm on Vine. I think just Jason Ritter with a space. Hey Ritter, what was that crazy thing you were on for a while? That social media like video site, Vine, where you like, <laughs> no, not Vine, no, not Vine. There was another thing you did for a while where you put that video of you like being a ninja and oh, climbing up the wall. Feed, feed is just cool because so it's like it's you can put a video that's like 20 minutes on. I think so. Anything right. that was too long or like, and if I did audio, I think I did a song. I still have feed I just haven't used it in a, in a while yeah but. you made me download the app I have feed on my phone for ju- just for <laughs> you just to watch you climb a fucking wall like a Creed uh, audition that I put on feed where I it, like I was working on this movie we all had these little separate rooms and uh, Max uh, Greenfield d- did it I was playing a lot of Assassin's Creed at the time and I am also now because there's two new ones that just came out and so they were all making fun of me and Max Greenfield said oh this is my Assassin's Creed audition he's ripped so he like climbed up this balcony like nobody's business and That's jumped right. over the top and then I tried to do one and it was not as successful I think I really think laugh. that guy is hilarious. it was pretty he's rad so you're, you're selling yourself short it's pretty Max, impressive Max Greenfield I think oh, is yeah, hilarious so he's so it took you so a couple funny. minutes girl, but you know whatever so funny yeah it took me a while I did get up there I was surprised that I got up there I thought for one second I was gonna have he was auditioning to be uh, no we both were just sending each oh, other I was like wow that's Assassin's Creed videos it was just us climbing on things but I'm I'm very far away from well from well, go go on feed and you can find out for yourself. Go yeah. follow Jason. Yeah, yes, folks, go follow him on all of his uh, outlets, his social outlets. Uh, Jason, let's give it up for Jason one more time. Jason, thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we love and appreciate you, man. You've been such a friend and and supporter of the stuff that we've been doing at the Nerve Machine since the beginning. And I I can't even tell you how much in debt we are for for that. Well, that you I, in us, so. I love you guys too. It's a lot of fun. I do anything for you guys. Wow. All right, we'll see you Monday morning. Uh, All right. <laughs> Did I say anything? <laughs> and then something else. Uh, everybody, go, go check out Gravity Falls. Go check out Another Period when that comes out. Uh, just follow the man. He's super talented and super super awesome. And you can find all, all of his social media links and all of our social media links uh, in, in the linkage that is probably found wherever you, yeah, you, it'll be, you clicked on this podcast. It'll be below. And uh, make sure to check out the nerdmachine.com and patronize us as you, as you will. And uh, please subscribe leave reviews do all that for us and uh, you know check out any of our sponsors too guys we want to make sure we uh, show them some love do it mm-hmm. those show so thank you everybody for listening and thank you, everybody. Uh, we'll see you next time see you bye next bye. time see you next time bye bye Wolf Pop is part of Midroll Media executive produced by Adam Sachs Matt Gorley and Paul Shear.